That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go, And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Lloyd is out this week. So on Zoom, we have a friend of the pod. I met him at uh, Brouhaha in, was it 2022? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the last one. Yeah. Donnie Sangstack. Dude, how the fuck have you been? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on the road this week. I'm doing a pretty much a full week on the road. I'm doing uh best night ever in chicago tomorrow then i'm doing mm-hmm. comedy corner underground up in minneapolis up this all this weekend and i was talking with a friend of a uh, friend of mine from madison i have a pretty good shot at getting a comedy on state this week oh nice we- yeah the uh, uh the wednesday show is is good and then the, there's a but that club is fantastic I, I love madison as a city and you're catching all those upper midwestern towns on like the last probably the manageable weekend of the entire year well and they're not like 15 degrees below zero oh oh my god absolutely and cincinnati is kind of more of the same where it's been like people have christmas decorations up when it's t-shirt weather up here mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so do you are a you're a nashville guy i yes i live in nashville now i'm from baltimore originally i lived lived in that city for 20 some years nice and did you uh did you start comedy in Baltimore? Or did you start in Nashville? I started in Baltimore. Yeah, I started in in Baltimore and DC, D- kind of driving, you dri- driving between the cities are only like forty five minutes apart. So, oh, okay. when you start out there, the scenes overlap a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you start at like uh, the port? Or was it, uh, what was that other, de- the Comedy Loft? No, improv? no, 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 Magoobie's Joke House. That's the other one I've heard of. Timonium, yeah. Magoobie's is in Timonium, which is like maybe a half hour north of downtown. It's downtown not near Baltimore? the, yeah, it's not really near the city. Very. That's kind of like it, our it, funny bone up here. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like the funny bone or even a a go bananas is in like blue ash or yep, hamilton it's in, uh, some, uh, Montgomery some slash blue ash yeah yeah but that's yeah magoobies is like out in the middle and so the building itself is a it's half a u.s mail processing facility <laughs> and then half comedy clubs so, so fun the ceilings are absolutely massive it's terrible for that kind of situation it's a good club though well when they fill it up uh, yeah because it's you know it's like arena seating almost and they have like silhouettes of george carlin and richard pryor on the walls and they play oh, yeah 
uh, uh, the walkout music before every show they play the same like it's showtime like sound compilation and one of they, they they like do the like comedy's greatest hits so interspliced with like rock music there's like there's seven words you can't say on television and then like another guitar riff and then like chris rock going there's two kinds of black people it's like what is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember it very well it's it's great do you remember uh so from gomez do you remember what our intro song was Ooh, no what it's not flashlight is it that like 70s song no, no. Well, what's is, the go um, song so they uh they dim the lights no they turn the lights off and then they play mama said knock you out by ll cool j okay yeah 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 it's, that sounds familiar <laughs> and then they just play that intro they do the off stage it's because of that i'm convinced there is no rap song i've heard more than mama said knock you out Solely mm-hmm. because of Go Bananas. Yeah, yes. Anies does uh uh the the whole band like the Blues Brothers stuff ever, before every single show for the last like forty years. It's it, which club does that? It's Zanies in Nashville. To, oh yes, uh, I was that before yeah, every show. Get in. It's a good time. I loved Go Bananas. Honestly, that was a really really fun time. And the, I think it, the scene. I mean, I mean, we got so many good clubs in the country, but I'm biased towards Go Bananas. Like, Go Bananas, like, the comics make it great. It's run mm-hmm. pretty much by comedians. It's run by comedy fans. The comics are cooks. The comics are bartenders. They're door guys, ticket mm-hmm. guys. They do everything there. And yeah, and, 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 the, well. and the crowd loved comedy, too. The crowd was really into it. I liked it. Yeah, you really, I mean, you really my... got to find the place. Yeah. Right, you got it. It was hard for me, me, me to find the first time, and it yeah. was still. I I love Cincinnati. It was, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It was it was cool. Yeah, everyone everyone here is super cool, and I've loved Nashville every time I've gone. I haven't really like I've done two shows there. I did, I did Liquid Smoke one night. That show. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I always forget the jokes. name of the town. That it's in. It's where MTSU is. Mur- yeah, home of Middle Tennessee State. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. That's what it is. Murfreesboro. Yeah, it's uh, that show. I it's ran okay into, if you get it wrong. No problem. <laughs> uh, that show I ran into uh, John Christ there actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, they get a lot of people down there. Yeah, him and uh, Matt Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. uh, were just at the show together. And I actually, so funny, I told Matt this story. You know his fucking, uh, his Jathan joke that blew up? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who sent me that joke randomly one day? No. My mother. <laughs> just randomly. Yeah. I'm just like, I. she sent me that joke out of the blue, and I'm like, I know this guy. Yeah, that's, that, that's how you know it went, like, mega viral, is just everyone sees it and sends it to you it that went huge and the, the and the running joke in the scene in like nashville was uh who would have thought that the the first person with like a mega viral joke about a speech impediment would be mad and not <laughs> 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 uh, the upset of the year really <laughs> yeah nah so so what like so i mean this is 
what got you started in stand-up? Like, did you, how, like, when did you start? Why did you start? I, I started when I was a teenager. It was, uh, Same. like, my last year of high school and just kind of re- really wanted to. So I just Googled open mics near me, and this was, like, 2013 and stuff, and went to a few in – just found a few in Maryland, started doing it, never, never really stopped. And now it's, it's been over 10 years now. So comedy was just always something I wanted to do. It was never kind of like, uh, I started writing jokes when I was in middle school. It was, it was very kind of stand up was just always on and around, you know, you, you downloaded like comedy albums on your iPod shuffle. Back in the day, it was just kind of no big like story other than I just always loved it and still do. So <laughs> so what kind of jokes did you write when you were younger? Because like I started writing jokes in high school as well. I want to know like what jokes you wrote. Very, very one linery, like super kind of like Mitch Hedberg and like Dimitri Martin kind of one one liner. Yep styles because those were kind of when you're a kid those are like the most relatable things i feel like yep it's short it keeps your attention span like 13 Mm -hmm. like 13 year olds aren't like keen to listening to they don't have the best attention spans yeah yeah a 13 year old isn't gonna love seinfeld's like marriage material you know like people just just just, like complaining about you know taxes and politics it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way. They need like a Jim Gaffigan talking about hot pockets and or yeah. something in, in that. Or they need a that like a clean comic that mm-hmm. both both mom and the kid can laugh at. One of which recently hosted Saturday Night Live, dude. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Funny. Nate really, he did great, and he was very. I've never seen him act before, but he did exactly like the best version of what it could have been where it was very deadpan and like never really broke at all, no matter how funny any of the, any of the sketches or sometimes the hosts are, you know, yeah, big laughers. And, and that was like, judge has delivered the lines and, and, and did great. Cause as comedians, <clears throat> we're around the funniest people in the world a few times a week, at least. Mm-hmm. So when you're like in a sketch like that, you're prepared for you're not gonna like break out laughter constantly you're just like i'm ready for this yeah yeah exactly and uh, and nate in particular is like a very hard laugh he's like a hard guy to make laugh yeah and so that was just like perfect for for him that's George Washington's kid. He was just saying like very funny lines, very matter of factly, while everyone else is kind of even like Keenan Thompson has been there for as long as I've been alive was was breaking down a little, a little bit. That line where he says "there's a little kicking" is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little yeah, so I actually went to the uh, the Ravens Titans game across the pond in London. How was that? And, uh, it was great. It was like one of the best sports experiences I've ever had. It was That's so much fun. Item for me. Uh, yeah, if the Bengals ever are over in London or Germany, you gotta get. It's it was Especially insanely fun. Especially Germany. Hmm. Because like I mean, Germany got a ten to six baseball game this Sunday. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got who, who knew Frankfurt was Big Ten country? That was that was crazy. <laughs> what jerseys were they sporting? So every jersey, like yeah, I saw a, a thousand Bengals jerseys when I was there. It, it was technically a Titans home game, and so really? I saw probably you see maybe twelve percent Titans jerseys. It was like probably another like. 40 to 50% Ravens jerseys. And then the rest like were just every other team from all of history of football, like even football movies. So like, They're just happy to have us. I, I saw a few Steve McNair Ravens jerseys, like multiple Steve McNair Ravens jerseys over there so from people fun. who didn't, didn't want to pick a side. Yeah. There was a German Ravens fan in front of us. He, he was loving it. We, we were talking to him and then, just other people around us didn't know what was going on, but were having the best time, especially like a bit. A Devin Duvernay broke a big punt return for like 70 or 80 yards. And like, it's, I don't care if you don't know anything about football, that is so exciting to watch. Yep. It's so fun. And then when I was there, whenever the Titans kicked a field goal, they played the like a little kind of you got to kick a little to be or whatever that country song is. We're like, you got to give a little. But but they made it. You got to kick a little. So I guess they play that at Titans home games as they play the like Tim McGraw being like, I, I like it. I love it. I want some more whenever there's a touchdown or like a goal at a Predators game. Yep. So there even it was like a little kicking reference. But that game also had the most field goals of any like London game, and my, my friend and I who who like came over with with me whenever Justin Tucker or like Nick Folk lined up for a field goal, we were just like, "Hey, they love kicking over here. We can't go for this. Why deny them of what they love? <laughs> you know, <laughs> gotta just take the points." <clears throat> That's. I mean, they love goals over in England. That's fucking yeah. awesome. That's such a stateless thing for me. The stadium was amazing too. They like I haven't been to a new kind of state of the art stadium yet. Like none of the, none of the big ones here, like SoFi or Allegiant or anything. Yeah, I've been to like Nissan Stadium and the Ravens Stadium, which is nice. But this one that that they built for Tottenham, like the NFL helped provide some of the money to build this absolute like massive state of the art facility. That's so cool. And, like, the way the beers worked was, like, they just lined up 12 beers on this, like, jet system. And someone just went back and was like, do you, do you, do you want a lager or an ale? It's like, I'll do a lager. And they just go, and they fill up, like, 12 at a time and then hand them to everybody. There there were, like, no lines. The beer wasn't that expensive. You know, it was probably, That's like, unbelievable. Five, five to seven pounds, I think. And then the food, I got this, like pulled pork over waffle fries with oh cheese covered covered on it it was like maybe 10 pounds and it wasn't it didn't take any time it was delicious it was awesome that sounds incredible yeah it was like one of the highlights of the game too and the ravens won pretty big so that eating that it was good pulled pork for north london <laughs> that's it i mean it's just like Mm-hmm. I mean, for it seems like for like NFL games, you just get like whatever food. It's like yeah. I, mean, I go to Bengals games, I get like chicken tenders every time, and it's fine. Yeah. It's like I think yeah, with either- that, it's like the greasiness of that. Like the more you're putting mm-hmm. in your face, the just like 
this is what it should be. Mm -hmm. It was great. These seats we had also folded up and you had like a standing section. So everyone kind of stood and had this like huge space to kind of move around and watch the game in front of their seat. It was wild. That's so cool. Yeah, and uh, we 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 just ended up like never heading down, going nuts. And before the games too, you don't really like. There's no tailgate because there's not not really a parking lot or anything outside. So it's just public like to the stadium, public transit, and everyone filled the like the local pubs that that I I guess people go 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 to for the Tottenham games. Like he he went to the Bricklayers Arms. And it looked like like <laughs> Harry Potter world, and we were just like chugging pitchers of beer. It was awesome. It it felt like I was in U- U- Universal Studios, like non-zero chance. It was like that. It was wild. That's so fun, dude. I'm glad then, you had such a good time. It makes me want to go so bad. Then so so after the game, my, my buddy, there was a former Washington DC comedian who was British. He moved back over there and is doing stuff now. So we met with him, went, went, went to the game with him, went to watch the Commanders game uh, at a pub afterwards that had Red Zone and Sunday tickets. So they were showing all of the games at this pub. And so people in like every – a guy in a Steelers jersey and a Packers jersey came up to me, and they were both like British kids, a little bit younger than me, probably in their mid-20s. and That's like so fun. Had, we're like, well, I got into this five years ago, and it's the best. And then, so they had Red Zone on one of the TVs, and like all the other TVs had shut. like the the one o'clock games, which come on around six p.m. over there, which is a great time. That's not bad at all. And then the fucking four p.m. games are nine. Yeah, yeah, it's awful for the night games because it's like one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Like and most of them like, don't have like last night. It's like, oh, Jets Raiders, let's go to bed. Yeah, exactly. And m- most of them don't do fantasy football for that kind of reason because it's just like too hard. You, you, you know, a game time decision. You're like, I'm not staying up till one in the morning to find out if I should bench Cortland Sutton or something. You know, <laughs> yep. this is, just, I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> yep. But right. uh, yeah, they, they were cool. They turned off the games to put on the rugby world cup and people were booing it was crazy it, it was like you would nothing i'd ever seen yeah it was Dude, fantastic that's so cool <laughs> man i had no like it's like i knew that people loved the nfl over in europe mm-hmm. i had no idea because i thought it was just a small following i had no idea the magnitude of the popularity mm-hmm. Of the NFL in London or in Germany, yeah, it's those are I think the two biggest markets. But there was I think a French guy was standing next to us by the end of the game. We got our picture with, but never learned his name or where he was from. But he was very excited to see like Americans. It was much shorter than us and seemed seemed French or Italian. I couldn't. God, oh, oh, man, but at that point so we had that point we had a few too many pints, but it was fun. <laughs> but holy shit, dude, that makes me want to go. Honestly, I'd go yeah. even if it wasn't a Bengals game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if the Bengals play in Europe, it's a motivating factor. But yeah, and that's that's the thing. To, I feel like the NFL is just sending it every team. I think every team has been over there now at least once. I remember one year the Bengals played Washington, 
Mm-hmm. I think this is when Kirk Cousins played for them. And that game, do you remember how that ended? Did Kirk win? Like, Washington won on a field goal? It was a tie. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a tie. That's right. Wow. Well, they love ties over there. So why deprive yeah, them of do. that? I can't you know? imagine. Well, we'll get to Bengals talk in a sec, but and a little bit of Ravens talk. <laughs> but I can't imagine going to a soccer stadium, just packing it out, 100,000 people mm-hmm. for a 0-0 tie. Yeah. What I mean, if you're a soccer fan, you're a soccer fan, but what is the appeal to that? It's it's ninety minutes of action, I guess. Yep. You get to go, go home early. It, it, it's not a full day's commitment. <laughs> it's like what two two and a half hours. It's about two hours. Yeah, yeah. Just it, it's a ninety minute game with like a two two hour halftime, or like like a fifteen minute, and it's at, at half for the most That's... part. So it's usually under under two hours. That's why they like it because yeah. I think. You think about it like baseball isn't fun over there because you're just standing in the rain for like four, three to four hours. Yep. Like you need a sport where you're in and out quick because the weather is terrible. Yep. Oh, yeah. We get that. But um, speaking of uh, things that are terrible, Donnie, I don't know if you because you said you caught a little bit of the game, but uh Woof. Um, I, uh, so I, I do a little bit of writing for my, uh, for my friend for the Bengals. I called it a mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde kind of performance. Mm-hmm. It was like, there were moments where Burrow looked incredible. His touchdown pass to Trenton Irwin was a dime. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. touchdown pass to Chase, a dime. He also threw two picks on back-to-back drives in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which was absolutely brutal. I was there for it, actually. Oh, are you in what? Oh, was that game in Houston or Cincinnati? That game was in Cincinnati. Okay, that was in Houston yeah. for some reason. But yeah, it was a uh... yeah. <laughs> What was the environment like in the stadium for that game? Like, was it, oh, no, to, to gloom and gloom or, like, kind of a party atmosphere until the, the, the fourth quarter? Party atmosphere, a um, little bit of doom and gloom. Then it's 27-17. Then C.J. Stroud gets picked off. I don't know. Have you seen much of Cam Taylor Britt, if at all? No. He's uh, our defensive back. Um, he picked mm-hmm. off Stroud and ran it back. Mm-hmm. Very nearly pick sixed him, but Tank Dell tackled him at the four. Uh, and then, like, fans, I'm I'm at the game. When um, Burrow threw another pick, and then fans just start leaving. And then, like, three plays later, Stroud throws another pick, and Cam Taylor Britt runs it to the four-yard line. And then fans are like, yeah, no, we're still going to leave. Oh, and they scored again, and then Tyler Boyd had like a sixty-four yard catch to take it to like mm-hmm. inside their ten-yard line, and then Boyd had like a drop, a brutal drop in the end zone. It was brutal. Been- I did see that one. Just, just 
a high school player would have been di- disappointed with themselves. Yep. And he just juggled it and he just couldn't maintain control. It, it's just like an under pressure choke. And I've loved Tyler Boyd for years. I remember, uh, mm-hmm. can I say this? And please don't take this the wrong way. We There was a, uh, a moment about six years ago, free meeting ends in uh, 10 minutes. You remember what play I'm talking about? The, the, it's the well, one where Dalton threw it to Boyd, and it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. On uh, the fourth and twelve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yep. it like fourth and twelve from the fifty-seven yard line? Yep. I know exactly the play. Yep, and there I remember it was like New Year's Eve, and I remember like mm-hmm. watching, just the next day, just watching a compilation of Bills fans just going insane. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, didn't that, like, knock you guys out of the playoffs? Yep. All we had to do is not give up a touchdown. It's, and sure it's, enough. It's ancient history at this point, but... No, what? it's... No. But bl- 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 uh, blowing it in the spirit of the Ravens, blowing it in a dr- the most dramatic way possible is alive and well. Yep. Uh, which, by the... I mean... I mean, I'm, just, I'm only game. saying this because I know you're going to kick our ass on Thursday because uh, we're out a few key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Tyler Huntley uh, tried to dive over and it was tipped mm-hmm. out, I was, yep. no exaggeration, probably 40. I was probably 30, 40 yards from that exact play when that happened. Which goal line? It was the, the south goal line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Sam Hubbard just ran it back and it is literally the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. I can imagine. I, that play was like, you were one season too early for the tush push. Like, have you ever seen Jalen hurts go over the top? No, dude, nobody. I'm I'm so surprised. Like that, that play doesn't happen more often when players stick the ball up. And go for it. Like, you've never seen it before. And it just happened to be the Ravens were about to go up a touchdown instead. Down a touchdown. And it's just a full moment. I mean, and talk about a momentum eye. swing. Yeah. Talk about a momentum swing. Like, that is the most, like, tangible, like, mo- momentum swing, I think, in the history of football. That, that was, was insane. In your own home stadium. I've never seen anything like that. I literally okay, and again, I'm sorry. This is a, I'm a I'm a friendly <laughs> friendly rival. When that play happened, I just I didn't even cheer. I just stood with my jaw dropped. I'm like, what am I watching right now? I did. I felt the same way because you almost you never see that. Like you've you never see the ball get punched for a fumble all the way for a return for a touchdown from that the was, inch su- line. Like that was it, such a lucky play. And also we may have gotten away with a block in the back. Uh, yes, I do remember that, but that's old. I am, I am not in the business of yeah. blame. I, I'm not an officials guy. It's like, yep. it's, there are so many plays that could decide every game and yep. you just can't, can't put yourself in the hands of it to be, overruled by an official you got to go out and do what the ravens did to, to the lions and the seahawks you just they are the better team and they're capable of that so just yeah. 
if you don't want to put it up to chance, then go bludgeon the other team. Yep. I've, so one thing with the with the refs that bugs me, it said like every fan base thinks the refs hate them more than any other mm-hmm. fan. It's like every fan yeah. base kind of jerks off to this us against the world mentality when it comes to like refs mm-hmm. and like commentators. It's like they hate us, but we love us. And I find it incredible. And could annoying. and could you imagine doing that as a Steelers fan? <laughs> Yeah, we can did you see the, the calls that he got yesterday? Uh, did you see the call that they they got yesterday with the the forward pass that was like a yard behind the line of scrimmage that the Packers the, picked up? The Steelers or the Bengals? At, at, at the Steelers, they they would have lost to the Packers. They threw Kenny Pickett throws a screen pass like a yard behind the line of scrimmage. The backward pass and a fumble. Packers pick it up and return it for a touchdown. Everyone's like, "That's a fumble." That's recovered for a touchdown. The, uh, the replay officials were the only ones who said, nope, forward pass. That's nuts. A Pittsburgh wins. I did not see that, but mm-hmm. I and I'm sure there's still I'm sure there's still Steelers fans who are like, the refs hate us. <laughs> yeah, like the Bengals had uh they had one sack yesterday, which was a um it was a fumble. It was like mm-hmm. Str- CJ Stroud was throwing. And mm-hmm. it looked like he had a forward motion, but Logan Wilson and Trey Hendrickson like sacked him and they reviewed it and they said it was a fumble and it was recovered by the Bengals. So we might've gotten away with that too. I was in my seat. Like I'll take yeah. it. It happens. Yeah. It's so much harder to see the, like the intricacies of the, 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 the those calls from inside the stadium when you're not watching it at home, but with like 5,000 ri- ri- he plays a, and a guy who's like, it's my job to head at home and say that guy's knee was down. It's not a fumble. Let's bring in our rules expert. That Let's guy's knee was down. It's not a fumble. Yeah, Dean Blandita, some some like resident Italian who loves the rules. <laughs> Let's bring in Anthony Devito's guy. Let's bring in Italy lasagna. Yeah. Italy. Sorry, that's Dean Blandita. Sorry, I am Dan. I'm Dean Blandino. Actually, it's close enough. Um. We uh just some uh just some quick stats for the game. Uh Burrow was 27 of 40, 347 yards and two touchdowns, one to Irwin, one to Jamar. Joe Mixon, 11 carries, 46 yards and a touchdown. Leading receivers, Jamar Chase, five receptions, 124 yards and a touchdown. Boyd had eight for 117 and those drops. Tanner Hudson, six receptions, 33 yards. Burrow's first five completions of the game were to Tanner Hudson, our tight end. I don't know how you probably don't know much about him. Like I didn't even know anything about him until like a few weeks ago. No. Is he worth picking up in fantasy? No, no. Good. Okay. Then no. I do you have right now as a tight end? Mm-hmm. Cause it's such a weird position. It is a very weird position. I have Kincaid, who I picked up. I went with Keep like John, just kind of going through the the ringer with like free agent waiver wire pickups over time because the best one was was Kincaid, and then uh, I I uh, Dallas Goddard was injured, and then yep. Uh, a few others, but EJ Uzoma was the Bengals' tight end who used to kind of destroy us. 
CJ Uzama. Do you Uzama, miss him at all? What a guy. Uzama? Yeah, it's Uzama. Are, are the Bengals hissing him at all right now? or The what? Oh, he's a he's a Jet. Yeah, 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 I know. Is it, uh, Are they hissing him? Uh, well, we miss, uh, so we had one of your old guys who actually, um, I got to know his family a little bit, but we had Hayden Hurst for a little Hayden bit. Hurst. Everyone forgets. Hey, he drafted him before Lamar. Yep. And before Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hayden, that Andrews is a crazy draft. draft. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. a couple more, sorry, what were you going to say? Is Hayden Hurst on the Panthers now? Yes, he is. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember he he played very well for you guys in, in the playoff game. Oh, yeah, he did. He was uh, he was awesome, and I miss him. But mm-hmm. it seems like we've kind of figured out like a tight end by committee kind of situation. Yeah. Um. So it looks like the Zoom link is gonna cut out here in a sec. I'm gonna cut the video. I'll send you a new Zoom link here in a sec. Great. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This has been sponsored by Jack Link's Beef Jerky. I'm kidding. We can't afford sponsors. We are back. Holy shit. Uh, it is uh, a little awkward because like the previous uh, recording, Donnie and I were, uh, I, my camera was a little out of sync and now uh, I have to kind of have my computer on to record and my phone on so I can do zoom. So basically I'm seeing my face in two different places. It's a little, little strange, but we're making it work. Donnie, I'm happy we're, we're uh, able to make this work now, but dude, uh, we were, what were we talking? We were talking about Hayden Hurst Fryer. Oh yeah. 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 That's great. We're back. I'm sure Hayden misses being on a wit ending team with a, a nice orange color scheme too to match that that orange hair coming out of the back of the helmet was something else. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just like it's always fun seeing like hair come out of the back. It just like adds like an extra level of charm to the player. Yeah, like, absolutely. For the Bengals, I think like Trenton Irwin's that player now. He's like our fourth mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yeah. Well, now that Jadavion Clowney rushing the quarterback looking is awesome. It's so fun when it's on your team and it's going well. <laughs> How's he doing this year? Great. He's been a surprising, like, surprisingly healthy and consistent and pr- consistently producing, pro- <laughs> too. Nice. They're still leading the league in sacks. Really? Like, the, like yeah. I know the Ravens are leading the league in sacks. And I thought Danny, I thought Daniel Hunter had the, le- the league lead. No, no, no. He's not like individually the leading. Yes, the team's leading, but when he's out there on on a lot of downs, where you think he might need a breather or I don't not not play anymore, he he's there yeah. and rushing the passer effectively. Let me see how many. Do you know how many sacks Jadavion Clowney has this year? I do not off the top of my head. Yeah, because I know Trey Hendrickson has. Eight and a half, and I think he might be out this Thursday because uh, uh, who was it? Noah Brown, I think, landed on his leg and like it hyperextended his knee. Oh, and you, we also might not have Sam Hubbard, so Lamar Jackson might be all alone in the pocket on Thursday. 
That'd be great. Our starting left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, might got definitely picked up an injury in the Cleveland game this weekend, and he okay. is day to day. Both Stanley and Marlon Humphrey picked up pretty significant injuries that some like Twitter doctors were saying were, was a torn Achilles, and that's just totally like wrong. They they were just spreading misinformation. Humphrey might play Thursday. Stanley also might play. Uh, Jadavion Clowney has five and a half sacks. Yeah, he's playing great. Yeah, not bad because like he's Jadavion Clowney is always the guy who's like he signs every August because mm-hmm. like he just waits for that team to give him a four year, forty million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that player anymore. No offense to Jadavion, but he's consistent. He's good when healthy. I mean, like he's not the Hall of Famer people thought he was gonna be, but yeah, there was good. so so much hype on him coming out of college. Like, that 2014 draft was, like, so many, like, like so many players from my, like, really formulative football years when I was in college, mm-hmm. like, came out of that draft, where it was, like, my, like, I can't take that back. The formula, like, years of my 20s, where it was, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, Mike Evans was in that draft, and then mm-hmm. OBJ was in that draft. Uh, Aaron Donald was in that draft. Mm-hmm. There's so many incredible players. I'm sure I'm glossing over a few. But then the first three picks were Clowney, Greg Robinson, and Blake Bortles. Yeah, that's that. Uh, uh, it was just like uh, insanely deep at talent too outside of quarterback that was one of the most like non-quarterback heavy like talent pools i remember 2014 it was like teddy bridgewater was like the last pick in the first round mm-hmm. um i'm pulling it up right now because i'm just trying to figure out who this was oh yeah and the fourth pick was sammy watkins i remember that mm-hmm who was he was a former Raven? He former, had a couple former of Raven. Ravens, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was okay. Yep. He was also like the hot shot, like Clemson products, like Golden Boy, and then he just like has been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he's still in the league anymore. That's a very a good Super question. Bowl. Might have won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. He hasn't played for Baltimore so. for a minute. No. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, Khalil was Mack like... was in that draft. Wow. Um, Shazier, Brandon Cooks, Manziel was in that draft. Johnny Football himself. Oh yeah. Um. So, so Donnie, before we get into uh, the roast, which you said you used to write, uh, what was the thing you did that Fox kind of was... nipped in the bud? I was called. NFL fan therapy. It's still out there. It's on you uh, on the U- U- YouTube and Instagram. I lived in New York, and I played the Ravens fan on the uh, this like gr- group therapy sketch show. So each like video was uh, a a fan of the team complaining to like a therapist in a group therapy session about like <laughs> the problems they were having because of their their air team. And I happened to be able to do it during the like 2019 season too, which was a Lamar's MVP year, first yep, that's MVP right. year, hope, hopefully. So, and the Bengals uh, went that was a lot of fun that year. Yeah, <laughs> yep. 
but they got Joe, Joe Burrow. Yep. And I remember I was at the game where uh, it was a week 17 game where they played the Browns and I predicted the Bengals would win and they did. Mm-hmm. And I said, if Randy Bullock, I remember I said out loud, if Randy Bullock makes his field goal, Freddie Kitchens loses his job. <laughs> Both of those things happened. <laughs> Well, I think I I think Washington was only like one win away and like a, a meaningless win at the end of the season away from getting Joe Burrow and not Chase Young. Yep. And uh, that really could have been I mean, for your franchise to have not gotten Joe Burrow and to have had Chase Young instead would have been. I think no, I think what is the alternate timeline to uh, to uh, they would have drafted Tua instead of Chase. I'm convinced they would have drafted Tua because yeah. like Andy yeah, Dalton was gone mm-hmm. and we needed a rookie quarterback. It would have been Tua. It could have been Herbert. But yeah, they, they, there was they would like, have been fine, but not back-to-back AFC championships. <laughs> yep. And Tua's been good, but it's been – obviously it's been elevated by Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. But Yeah. But, yeah. But Burroughs um, cl- 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 clearly earned the number one pick and was it for a reason and backing it up. <laughs> yep. And I'm grateful to have him. I'm grateful you guys have Lamar because that was the year. 2019 was the year that uh, Lamar juked two of our defenders at once. That was like the one of the greatest runs. And one spin move just knocked two guys out. It was late in the game, too, when it, you know, it didn't really matter. But he takes Y'all off and smoked us that game. Just, yeah, just running, literally running laps around the Bengals defense. <laughs> as as many bad memories as I brought up to you during this episode, you earned that one. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, not playoffs fumble in the jungle one of those causes us the playoffs that was us like a fun twitter highlight for yeah the afternoon yeah it's been on his highlight reel for it was like when mm-hmm. lamar won mvp it's like that play is going to be in his highlight reel forever <laughs> that play will be in canton like that'll hopefully does lamar have a shot at the Hall of Fame. I know it's early. Still still very early. I think I think if he wins the Super like if he adds Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP to his resume and he I mean he really hasn't delivered in the playoffs yet. He has one win over the Tennessee Titans. Like that you can't go to the Hall of Fame if with his current playoff record and you know. Yep. All it takes is one game to knock you out like each year. And if the Ravens have shown anything, it's that they're capable of absolutely collapsing and absolutely destroying teams. So yep, it's, it's not uh, fun to watch. They have uh, Cowboys-itis. Yeah. Hanging on by a thread. They're, they're such a good, strong, well-rounded team and still find a way to just blow – Justin Tucker this year has not really played up to the potential. He's always the consensus number one kicker in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Save for 2023. Yeah. Which is nuts to me because like Tucker is one of the best kickers I've ever seen. Yeah. He's had a he's statistically the greatest of all time, but just a blocked 55 yarder yesterday. Um, he came really? up short on a 60-yarder that would have beat. He's one 
He's one for five, I think, from field goals over 50 yards this season. Which is normally his bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah, that is absolutely where his he makes his money. And earns his reputation as the best. But he's also, he does not miss from inside 50, usually. Yep. Well, also, if you don't miss from inside 50 and are also very good from beyond 50, that just makes you a good fucking kicker. Exactly. Yeah. But we'll see, I mean, every game comes down to one play, and I mean the last Ravens Bengals game was decided by three, so I don't see why this week would be any different, unless uh, unless Lamar has all day to throw and can pick you apart, and the Ravens can run like if they can w- win at the line of scrimmage. Cleveland won at the line of scrimmage, that's why the Ravens lost. Well, the Bengals will be without it. it they it looks like they will be without Trey Hendrickson. They could also be without Sam Hubbard, mm-hmm. which will be very tough for us. But mm-hmm. and also Lamar, I checked this today. He's like the seventh most quarter, seventh most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Our offensive line is hasn't played. They have either dominated or or gotten dominated. They're not. Yep. They're they're a very Jekyll and Hyde offensive line. Yep. Her guard Simpson is either like destroying people 10 yards downfield or just getting run over. People have run past Ronnie Stanley and, and he's hurt. So he's uh, the guy we paid all the money to instead of Orlando Brown Jr., which is what we did this offseason. Yep. <laughs> it's going okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all every team. I think I think every fan group also, as much as they complain about the refs, also complains about their offensive line. And it's just because it's much easier to rush the pass. I, I the league is so pass heavy, and like pass rush is such a glamour position now. I I think that yep. like more people want to do it, and it's such a to get your name out there. You know, the TJ, the most like known players outside of like quarterback skill position players are pass rushers. Yep. So, like, there's a statistic that every number one overall pick in the NFL draft since 1997 has either been a quarterback, offensive tackle, or defensive end. Yeah. The last one was 1996 was Keyshawn Johnson. That was the last number one overall pick that was not a quarterback, offensive tackle, or defensive end. Or edge rusher. Yeah. Right. They're all... I know every draft it's the are you gonna take Hutchinson or like or are you gonna take like Chase Young or or but like you gotta the, the, there's always guys up there because they're the most sought after kind of positions in in the league and I think that the the other like glamour play that pops on TV is the sack the sack is like a very Kind of it's a glamorous, like it gets the people pumped. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all like I remember, I I heard a story recently about when the uh or when the when Houston was in the uh 2006 draft when they when they had the opportunity to select mm-hmm. Reggie Bush, they were like, mm-hmm. uh, no, we're gonna go with Mario Williams because mm-hmm. we have to play Peyton Manning twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> it turned out to be the Honestly, it turned out to be the better pick. Yeah. It really did. And then they got J.J. Watt and Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. Yep. 
<laughs> um, but also, um, so all that aside, Donnie, I, you know I brought you here for a very uh-huh. specific reason. We got to yep. take your team. We got to take your team down. Uh, hey, our, we're doing a good, uh, good enough job of taking ourselves down. So let's see how many, <laughs> how, how well this goes, and if. There's any Arbaugh's involved in this one. You never know when yep. when they might be watching. Yes, of course. Uh, we will all like always. Uh, I forgot to tell you, we write mascot jokes too, and owners and GMs and head coaches. But if you if you know anything about these guys, feel free to chime in. We're going to start mm-hmm. with the mascot, Allen. Um, Allen, an old mascot, is said to represent the Ravens' receivers and running backs which explains all the time Allen has spent on my fantasy football bench. Allen? Not yeah, Poe? It's like Edgar, Ed- Allen, and they have three mascots, Edgar, Allen, and Poe. They, 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 hey, dude, they tried to get rid of Edgar and Allen for a few years, and then the, the mascot who played Poe broke his leg. So they brought back yeah. the other two and had this big reveal of them like being like trucked in and like hatching out of eggs. It was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they took off Poe's uh, when they uh, when Poe tore his ACL, like they mm-hmm. they took off his head and it revealed it was J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a fate worse than death. Ravens running backs and mascots, apparently, and Ravens ma- uh, Ravens running backs girlfriends. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I had to get one in. Yep. Hey, hey, I love Joe Mixon's work on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I earned that <laughs> no, one. That is complete. fine. The Saint. What? Uh, when is his Saint Day? What's what's the what's his day? When's his Saint Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Joe Mix. No, uh, he's, he me. is no Saint. But but they would do they? I know in the green room of Go Bananas, they have all those like candles that are like Catholic shrines to the yep. the Bengals players. I don't think there's a Joe Mixon one. I don't think there is one either. I met him once when I was downtown, and he was kind of standoffish. Yeah, so, got to keep your hands up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the owner, Steve Biscotti. What do you? What are your thoughts on Steve Biscotti? Steve Biscotti. Uh, oh, one of the Bishotti? most famous Italians. Yes, yeah, Steve Biscotti. He's great. Uh, he is big Maryland sports fan. My cousin has bartended for him before. She used to. He 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 comes to like the. Uh, the bar in College Park, Bentley's before Terps games, which is like the dirtiest like sports bar, like typical college bar. Uh, okay, and apparently very nice. Hangs out with like e. Harry Williams and everybody. Kind of a quiet, stick to yourself owner who does his like State of the Ravens once a year, and I think that's that's what you want from from the owner for the most <laughs> part. A good tipper and mostly quiet, <laughs> other than yep. to address the team needs. Yep. I would Steve Bisci- I've been staying Biscotti for fucking years. I had no idea it was Steve Biscotti. No, he's not. No, no, he's just a tiny cookie. <laughs> like, I don't, how are they so good? They're owned by a tiny Italian cookie. Yeah, he looks like he starred in the new Jim Varney movie. Ernest goes to vote against funding for Palestine. <laughs> and he looks he's like a- the kind of guy who has a portrait of himself that's made entirely out of cigars. He is the strange. Well, Joe Burrow needs one of those. He smokes after he gets his dry cleaning picked up. You know, he's just a. 
He'll celebrate any. What did they smoke cigars last year after cl- cl- clinching a wild card berth? Did they light up cigars after the fumble in the jungle? I think I remember seeing that, and it really. I'm sure they me. did. <laughs> okay, it's like they'll, they'll so, just light them. So I also I forgot to say this. My favorite pl- kind of play, and I'm not just saying this because the Bengals are. Even, this is mm-hmm. my legitimate take. My favorite kind of play in the NFL is a thick six. Mm-hmm. When the big guy runs with the ball, it's my favorite thing in the world to watch. Yeah. So when yeah. Sam Hubbard ran that back, my instant reaction was like the big man touchdown. Yeah, nothing nothing beats a big man touchdown. The bastard, the big man Especially, running like 70 yards. What when they're shedding tackles too, it makes it even better. Yeah. When they're like getting away with illegal blocks in the back, makes it even better. <laughs> I've I've said that Bengals fans have tried to be like, well, if you watch the tape, shut up. We got away with it. I will admit it's that fun. we very much got away with it. I don't know. There's also something to be said about just like letting the play stand sometimes, and like when there when the moment is that big, like just like to piss off a whole stadium full of people is insane. Yep. And like to to go back and recall it, don't over litigate things. Just 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 like let the moment be the moment, and everyone to scream and have a good time, and not have to yeah. worry about the. Wait, there's a panel. There's a flag down that like they especially when they throw it late. And I, I know yeah. that that's always the worst. When when you're watching a game sometimes, and like the play's over, everybody's up dancing. There's the punters coming out, and then you see the flag just like blip through the screen a little, little bit you're like oh come on yep it's well I, well my take with that is it also wouldn't have affected things that much because the the alleged block in the back happened mm-hmm. with like uh what was it it was on like the ravens like the 40 yard line yeah so i think it would have been like a would it have been a spot of the foul penalty I think spot of the foul and then 15 yards from 15 yards back from that. But I mean, it's still Bengals ball. All the, that's like you talk of it's, it's the momentum swing. Yep. Is that's the, where I'm at. I mean, if you're a Ravens fan and you fump, even if they don't score, you're like, we're done. I mean, we're done. They're going to score on this next drive. Like the whole stadium's yep. behind, like they couldn't be more fired. Up. It's, it's just tough. It's tough watching, knowing that something like that's coming. Yeah, um, and the coach that saw that for the Ravens, where what are your uh, takes on Brock Purdy's dad? <laughs> Which I, I think he, it's dangerous to I know think about John Harbaugh being Brock Purdy's dad because imagine how many kids Jim Harbaugh has fathered in secrecy. <laughs> And now he has a lot more time on his hands. Exactly. What's he? It it's worse when you don't know what he's up to. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he's right there on the sidelines, you you can see him. He's not cheating. Yeah. But he beat them in the Super Bowl too. That was very satisfying. Yeah, that's right. It was the John versus Jim fucking coaching. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly, dude, John Harbaugh is like honestly one of the better coaches in the league, and it's probably not even close. Definitely. I just don't know what this issue of the blown fourth quarter leads is coming down to. Like, is that on coaching? Is that on players? Is that on scheme? Is that on like just energy? I 
really is it don't letting know. your foot off the gas when you think you have a win? Yeah, and I it's it's happened like five or six times now in the last in the last two seasons, and it's just like, yep, we got to change something up. And I people are starting to call for that. There's some whispers that this could be John Harbaugh's last year if that that stays the way it is. Who would you get as a coach, though? Probably one of our – either our offense or defensive coordinators are both poised for head coaching jobs, so. Yeah, like Lou Anaruma, our defensive coordinator, seems to be kind of on the kind of on his way out because he's, like, one of the better mm-hmm. coordinators in the league, and he was a head coaching candidate last year. Yeah, Mike McDonald, our, our defensive coordinator, I, I, I would actually like to have – he's a, one of those – a boy geniuses, but on the defensive side of the ball, and yeah, and Munkin might have had a shot before. And like, what, what, one of those young coaches that you can hopefully have for a while to run the team and just keep it stable the way the Ravens always kind of keep it, keep it stable and make maintaining that consistency and culture is very important. So, like, I because I've also never, and we'll get to Lamar in a sec, but like, I've never, I can't think of a time that the Ravens were truly a bad team. Kyle Bowler years. Those were no, those were tough. fair. The Kyle Who Bowler was like the Mark Clayton years. Possibly, yeah. And Todd Heap was probably our best offensive weapon. Anytime you get a uh, a a white tight end with a yes. one syllable name. The mm-hmm. crowd just chants like heep. The crowd goes nuts. Because the do that for T Higgins. T is nice. T yeah. is nice. He, 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 he. Is he going to play? Uh, it's a short week, and he was out this Sunday. I'm leaning towards no, but I am not Adam Schefter, so I can't defend. Him yeah. Today. Okay. But you know who is going to play on uh, on Thursday? One Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Thoughts for sure. Oh, uh, uh, the should be MVP of this season. Yep. The potential. I think everyone was saying he was the the MVP candidate. He is. He was playing very well. I mean, the offense. The Ravens' offense still scored thirty-one points last week, and you should be able to hold the Browns to less than that with with your, your defense. Lamar did throw two interceptions, but. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Glad he's our quarterback. He's got his money. He's playing free. Yep. He's tweeting weird stuff. Did you see the Johnny tweet? Uh, no, but I did see. Uh, uh, didn't he like tweet at some guy who's like, "Bro, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm a pro athlete. I'm a millionaire." What was that tweet again? He, I he. He, he he sent a lot of them. He, he, all that uh, I was last season before he. Got, I think the money thing kind of calmed him down, and like he's much more like poised and less pressured, and doesn't get in fights with random fans on Twitter anymore. <laughs> but uh, you know those like random Facebook quizzes that are sometimes like just a math problem, or like yeah, it's like like I bet, like one percent of them, only one percent of Americans solve it, but it's like a simple this is, ten dots thing. It's that, and then he tweeted this thing that was like, it was one of those IQ tests 
98% of people fail. Johnny's wow. father has five sons. One, Zazy. Two, ZZ. Three, Zizi. Four, Zozi. And it's like tricking you, you to say Zuzi is the fourth because it's A-E-I-O-U. But it yep. says Johnny's father. So the fifth son's name is Johnny. But Lamar yep. responded and said, just, just Johnny. <laughs> and, and then everyone was like, Lamar's locked in. Ravens by 90. <laughs> and then and then uh after that he went four and oh and was like they had that that was before the titans game so they <laughs> i rattled off four straight wins and like destroyed the lions and the saints in, in that time he was like yep scoring on every possession rushing yards rushing touchdowns like easy mvp of the league and everyone's like lamar since tweeting johnny like we, <laughs> we he's so locked in right now we have and, and then he finally lost but yeah he lasted um, five games. F- five games of pure magic. That was so fun. Uh, yeah. I also saw he uh, he signed a jersey for Pope Francis. Did he? I think so. At one point I saw that on TMZ. We got ten minutes. Uh, not to be outdone, Ben Roethlisberger signed a jersey for all the priests that were transferred to different parishes. <laughs> um, Good for Pete. Yeah. Um, we can skip Huntley here since we're running out of time here. Uh, next one, uh, Gussie, Gussie. Wow. That was really bad. Uh, what do you have on Gus Edwards? Do you have anything on old Gus? Oh, the Gus bus. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably our best player. He's just kind of the, uh, the 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 tough guy run keeps it consistent. He he was born in Africa and then played college football at Rutgers. So, oh wow, living the dream. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe they uh, it was like, hey, we have a, a Rutgers running back that's good now and not a punchy mm-hmm. guy. The yeah the the uh, the real y- a yin and yang of the Ravens backfield. <laughs> yep. Uh, but one and also- one one thing's for sure. <laughs> Rutgers tra- tra- cranks out talented running backs. Yes. <laughs> you can't deny the talent. Never. Um, also, um, Justice Hill is another one of running backs. I forgot to do Keaton Mitchell, who's been a fantasy darling over the last couple weeks. But I found out just 2K2. Yeah. Oh, that's a great nickname for him. Uh, Justice Hill is brothers with Bengals safety Dax Hill. I don't know if you knew that. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, the real story here is that the Bengals have players that play defense. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good a one. Tough game on Sunday. Um, all, with that, let's get to those super cool receivers, starting with a guy I can't – it's because of him I can't get that Miley Cyrus song stuck out of my head. What do you have? I can buy my Zay Flowers. So it's great. It's like fine. It it's one of those things that just says just keep drafting receivers. One of them will find. One of them will be good. It was yeah, uh, one. I like one of the I best. Go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. Uh, no, one of the best jokes I I think I ever wrote for that NFL fan therapy thing was uh when when it was the uh, the 2019 season and the Ravens <laughs> were really good. It's like the Ravens are on fire, you know. Lamar's slinging it, 
and he's got great wide receivers. There hasn't been a Hollywood Brown causing this much trouble since Aziz Ansari. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> and then he... Um, uh, speaking of, oh boy, that that could get me canceled. I I, I was gonna say, speaking of a Brown who thinks he's in Hollywood, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Kim Kardashian's uh, boyfriend. Yeah, it's a uh, it's which is proof that um, you can uh, you can date whoever you're you can date whoever you want. It's, actually, here's the joke. It's proof that when you're famous for being famous, you can date whoever you want, including Kim Kardashian. Yeah, <laughs> I re- really the Pete Davidson of that receiving core, I would say. Yep. We'll see. We'll see him host SNL here in a few weeks. Uh, well, um, oh yeah. Uh, apparently, he also has a little bit of a poo fetish. Um, yep. Yeah. He uh, he uh, came a imme- A model said that he came immediately when she showed up to a sexual encounter with his 2023 highlight reel. <laughs> you know, save for a few games recently. He's. Yeah, he 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 he, 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 he he took a slant to the house this past weekend. It looked great. Yeah, and but, he's been all right for the past couple games, but we'll see he how he does. Healthy. As long yeah. as he can stay healthy and keep the bacteria away and the infections of other kinds yep. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's on the wrong side of thirty. People think like, yeah. oh, like he made this flashy catch, and then like mm-hmm. had this unbelievable rookie year. And then, like, he's been very good ever since. But then he's, like, had this, like, really slow just downturn. And I'm happy he's doing well on the Ravens this year. And you know who else does well for the Ravens? Good old Mark Andrews. What are your thoughts? What are your roasts? I like the guy. He's – I mean, if – He's been a more productive tight tight end than Kelsey in fantasy this year. Yeah. Well, also Kelsey had a game off, and then he did Is like Argentina. Won. He's distracted. Yeah, he's very distracted. Mark by, Andrews uh, is locked in. Yep. He looks like if um, uh, he looks like uh, he looks like if Drake traded his uh, Degrassi wheelchair for an insulin pump. Is our diabetic king? Yep. I mean, I'm. I'm. I saw a video of like how he does it, and it's fucking more power to him. Yeah, a five star recruit with type one. That's what you. That's what you need. Yep. But dude, um, dude, thank you again for coming on, and of and, course, uh, got- it's been good to like talk about football past mm-hmm. year. And dude, come to come back to Cincinnati anytime, man. I would love to, yeah. I have one more for Roquan Smith. That's just like kind of a kind of a funny like. Yeah, it's not a great roast, but it's like Lamar recently tweeted like, it's like a graphic of like uh, a quote a Lamar Jackson, yeah. A Roquan is like a Ray Lewis for us. And it's like, yeah, he's like a Ray Lewis with a better reputation in the city of Atlanta than for, uh, for us. 
I uh, I saw this. Uh, I submit to Wire Team Sucks every year. It's a NFL mm-hmm. roast series. Yeah, and yeah. I saw someone say uh, the last time a Raven star had a reliable weapon was when Ray Lewis was in Atlanta. Yep. Which that's a great you Oquan's a Georgia boy too. He he played for the Dogs and is from there. Nice. But uh, since we're running low on time, uh, I appreciate, dude. Donnie, thank you again for coming on. Come come to Cincy yeah. anytime. Thanks um, for having me. I'm sure I'll be back up. Yeah, please do. Um, Donnie, do you have any plugs? Where can people find you? Um, I don't have any plans coming to Cincinnati right now, but I am uh, going to be in Columbus in February. February it's su- su- Super Bowl weekend, actually. I'll, I'll be in Col- Columbus, Ohio, doing the the don't tell shows there. Uh, I need to. Get, beloved... I need to fucking message Simon again because I've been trying to get on those shows. My beloved Maryland Terrapins men's basketball team is going to play against Ohio. Ohio State at Saturday in Columbus. Well, I'll be at that game. Even oh, though that's the Terps, rules, dude. Uh, Terps have a rough start to the year. Then the next Sunday is the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Ravens are in it. And if the Bengals are in it, I will stop by and watch the Super Bowl in Cincinnati if they put it on a Co-Bananas or something. So that could That'd be, be fun. so fun. Could I remember be fun. When, uh, I remember when it was on two years ago, I was watching in my buddy's house. And I said, mm-hmm. if the Bengals win, which I didn't, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I said, if they win, I'm going downtown and blacking out. Yes. <laughs> it was close. Yep, it was close. Um, it so where can people find you on the social medias? Are you a Twitter guy? Social media? Yeah, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, at, at Don Sangstack, D-O-N-S-E-N-G-S-T-A-C-K. And uh yeah, I'll post about dates and stuff. I've got some shows coming up in Nashville. Don't tell this weekend. And then I think I'm closing out. This is Haney's, uh, the local showcase the night before Thanksgiving. That's that's my birthday, so that'll be fun. That rules, dude. <laughs> um, I uh, Like I said, I'm going to be on the road this week. I'm going to be in Chicago uh, this Tuesday. Comedy on State this Wednesday. Minneapolis Thursday through Sunday. Coming back, doing Indianapolis the Sunday show. Hit up Alex Price about the Sunday show. Yeah, yeah. I definitely will. Yeah, I should. I've never been to Indy, but I gotta go there. I, I'm not gonna have anything this Sunday because the Ravens are playing on Thursday. So, yep, very fair. <laughs> but uh, and are gonna win 27-24 Ravens. I'll say 27-23 Ravens. I'll say that. All right, we'll see who's right. I price is right, you. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but with yeah, that, right. with that. Fuck you, Baltimore Ravens. We like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.